0: Hello, my high vibing friends. I'm so excited you're here today. And as always, have an amazing guest to introduce. Today, we're going to be talking with Darlene Solinsky. Did I say that right? How do you say your last name?
1: Zolinsky.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, Darlene uh, began her holistic health practice after obtaining her doctorate of naturopathy, which she earned from Clayton College of Natural Health in 2005. She is also a certified body talk practitioner, a form of energy balancing using the body as a tool to find where disease is held, and assisting in releasing those energies. Darlene continued with training in natural allergy elimination, NAET, uh, was certified in NAET since 2009, and trained with the founder of NAET. She graduated from the Colorado School of Traditional Chinese Medicine with a master's of acupuncture degree in April of 2015, and she's now a licensed acupuncturist in the state of Colorado. For the second time, she graduated with a Master's of Science in Traditional Chinese Medicine in August of 2017 to complete the Chinese Herbal Program. And recently, she completed the doctoral program at Pacific College of Health and Science in San Diego and now is officially a Doctorate of Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. So welcome to the podcast, Arlene.
1: Well, oh, thanks for having me, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm excited to chat with you. And I always start with my guests just telling us briefly how you got to doing what you're doing today.
1: Well, I think the the sh- the, sh- the long and short of it is that my 32 year old son um, is on the spectrum. Back in the day, it was considered Asper's, but now we just say on the spectrum. But in my quest to try to help him, I s- sought out many alternative type of um, you know treatments and ways to try to help him. And during that time, I just was inspired, I believe, and <laughs> you know, and started reading and just. Getting really into it. And then one day in 1999, someone asked me if I was passionate about my career, which was in IT. Huh. And I just, it just stopped me go cold. And I just thought about it, said, no, no, I'm not. And so, in the quest to try to understand a way I would be passionate about, it, I didn't have to look too far you know because i was already looking into all this and so I began the education process to be able to find some credentials and find a way into practice that until I could quit that job and move into it full-time so and that's why I'm here it's still problem solving just not you know computer program problems it's it's people mm-hmm. and their bodies. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you have such an impressive background. And I will say to my listeners, selfishly, I've worked with Darlene for a long time. Um, she's incredible. So I'm biased, but um, I was really excited to have you on to talk about acupuncture and NIET. And so I would love to start with kind of for listeners who have never experienced acupuncture, really what it is and how it works.
1: Well, I I, I've, um, I'm kind of in this place now in my career where I'm, I'm considering writing a book. And if I had to write a book right now, the title would be acupuncture, not just for pain. Because I think when most people think of acupuncture, they think about the most common thing people come for, which is chronic like lower back pain or any other kind of pain for that matter. You know, your neck or you, you hurt your ankle and you come in, something like that. So I think that's probably the first and foremost thing people think about. And then if and if you're looking at, insurance companies and what they'll pay for that's typically what they will reimburse for hmm. but i think my passion lies in all the other types of things that the medicine does and i think that when you look at acupuncture by default it does really include the whole medicine model of how to diagnose like what's out of balance in the body so that's why it is considered a holistic mo- uh, modality um and it, it it's intriguing to me because, you know, people can like take my intake forms and tick off all sorts of symptoms, you know, like that seem random, you know, like, oh, yeah, I wake up in the night and I'm hot or like, yeah, my hands and my hands and feet are always sweaty or, <laughs> you know, just and these and, like my head when I get a headache, it hurts in my forehead area. And these things are all parts of clues that when you look at it from the Chinese medicine model, it gives me it tells me where the imbalance might be. So a good example might be, I'll, I'll give you one for a woman who came to see me. She lives up in the mouth, so it's kind of cold up there anyway, more so. But she was suffering from a dizziness, mm-hmm. okay? And so she did all kinds of exploration with doctors. Mm-hmm. neurologists. Nothing's wrong with their head. Nothing's wrong with their ears. So she comes to see me. And what I discover about her um, is that her hands and feet were always very damp, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she's yet she's this very thin-bodied woman so I gave her some herbs I was like okay we're going to try to we did some needles too Mm -hmm. you know that vein so when I just figure out oh you have more too much damp there's needles and points on the meridians that correspond to that that's part Mm -hmm. of the diagnostic but the other part is to figure out well what herbs would help this person's constitution Mm -hmm. that's too damp and it's hard, it's interesting, because you never know what's going to resolve when you start down this path, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to help her with her dizziness, but it, we indeed get did get her not to be so dizzy, all right? But as long as she took the herbs, she was just like, oh my God, I can drive now, I have confidence, I don't have so much anxiety about day to day, it was wonderful. But as soon as she would stop the herbs, you know, that she'd fall back into it. And so I was like, all right, let's talk about what you eat every day. Mm. <laughs> And so, and this is, we go there in this medicine as well. And so she's, she said to me, she gnaws on cheese all day long. Mm. Now cheese happens to be a very damp food. And so it's like, she was continually dumping all this dampness in her body. And, you know, I I know the herbs could get it out, but you know, then she would just replace it. So I'm Mm. like, let's try something. Let's have you go off that, like find another snack. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what ultimately kept her in a place without needing the herbs anymore. All right. And got rid of her damp constitution. So, you know, it, it, those are so that's just like an example of how, where you can go with this kind of medicine that's outside of just that whole pain model. Um, you know, when you, and I think also, I don't think people understand exactly like maybe, well, when you, when you say acupuncture, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So in acupuncture, think of think of there's energy. It's based on the energy pathways that run in your body, okay? And we call those meridians. Um, so, and there are for those for each meridian, for each organ in your body, uh, there is a meridian, a corresponding meridian. So, let's say you have a liver meridian, you have lung meridians, you have a heart meridian, a stomach meridian each meridian has multiple points along that meridian. So they all vary in the number of points. So like maybe your lung meridian has 11 points and your bladder meridian has 67 points. Hmm. What they can even show on these points in infrared, they can look under like on your arm, for for example, and there's a point right here. If they do an infrared on this arm, they will see a little circle of blood of red on the infrared camera. Hmm. Is right where the point is so what we say in chinese medicine is that's the point where chi and blood pool chi being that vital force your energy and the blood of course blood mm-hmm. so the reason that this point so juicy is when i needle that point on that meridian it will open that meridian get everything flowing and thus optimizing your body and how it works mm. so when you come for just back pain, I'm still going to put points other than just in your back because I want to get everything moving in your body because we know when chi and blood stagnate, we get pain. But, you know, when you come for something like this woman's with the dizziness, I have to look and say, all right, what are points that support dampness? Um, dampness holds a lot in your gut. And so like supporting the gut, and this is what dictates like what points I'm going to needle points I'm going to put in when someone comes in for a treatment. Hmm. So, Yeah
0: when you say dampness can you clarify what that means
1: yes so what tends to correspond to dampness say in modern medicine say would be yeast too much candida maybe fungus bacteria um parasites these are kinds of things that make up dampness damp and phlegm you know so like for example i get women that maybe they have polycystic ovary syndrome and, and and maybe even fibroids. So you think about it, this is where stuff's accumulating in their body in 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 masses like that, whether it's a mm. cyst or you know, lots of blood and tissue. So it's an accumulation of the damp. So I mean typical signs of dampness are the sweaty hands and feet mm-hmm. or very loose stools or, um, headaches that are dull and achy kind of around your head in a band, um, not being thirsty really. Cause you have too much water in your body. Okay. Mm. So I get some people to like, if they, uh, especially my older patients, seniors that, um, they start getting edema swelling like in their legs or feet, you know, mm-hmm. So they can't get rid of that kind of dampness. So that's just their body not able to get the water out, you know, and so maybe they need to strength. We need to give them some herbs to strengthen their kidney chi so that mm-hmm. they can move that water or dampness out of their body.
0: Okay, thank you. And so and then if listeners are not really familiar with this idea of chi, you, you kind of said like it's the energy that's moving through like the blood. Can you expand on that as far as like what that looks like in Eastern medicine?
1: In Eastern medicine or western medicine? Eastern medicine. Eastern medicine, well, yeah. It yeah, um, both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're combining. <laughs> well, okay. For example, um a lot of times when when how like say somebody's really a st- stressed, you know, mm-hmm. um, when they st- when people get stressed, chi st- tends to stagnate and get stuck in the body. Mm-hmm. So um, because you are you're blocking flow in places when you're stagnating in your body and so this this life force of yours um so let's say that um you you get a lot of people somebody's really stressed and everything stagnates a lot of times it it stagnates what we see in a stressed individual is in their liver and we'll say that doesn't mean maybe there's anything wrong with their liver like from a western perspective but it does stagnate there and maybe now they get headaches because that liver cheat rises up and causes a headache or mm-hmm. um they get reflux because their liver is kind of just you know um a stress ball itself in there and it's pushing on the on the stomach and now they get reflux. and so it, and, and she and blood tend to follow one another so um it's uh you know, I, you know what, I think it's the first thing when a body tends, when a body, when someone passes, the chi is what the, that life force, that vital force goes away, which oxygen mm. feeds that, right? And blood also nourishes it and creates that. It's kind of an invisible thing that you, you're not going to see mm-hmm. at <laughs> any time of scan, right? right? You feel it. It's an, like an energy.
0: Okay. So that makes sense with what you were saying, if you're opening that spot through that you're Allowing more oxygen, more blood flow, the chi to expand that make or to be able to move and not be stagnated. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, when, you know, you've kind of mentioned all these different aspects of different clients that come in for different reasons. And I think it's very apparent that there's a lot of different reasons that acupuncture can be helpful. And um, you started to touch on this idea of stress. And I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about emotions and how they play into acupuncture.
1: Mm, Yeah. Um, And then there's they're actually they've done a lot of studies on acupuncture for mental health issues Mm -hmm. like depression. Anxiety is a big one Mm that those two that um, they can see a lot of um, help in the acupuncture world. So um, just like I even have patients that will come in and this like I just need some balance. I need to be balanced. It can feel like things are not when you feel just out of sorts, you Mm -hmm. know. And so from our perspective, it's like, okay, so stuff is stuck here. Maybe it's weak here, not flowing well there, um, block there. And so what we do is by the symptom picture, by feeling pulses, and there's three pulses on each side, I feel, that correspond to different organs. Hmm. I look at a tongue because the tongue gives me symptom, signs and symptoms of like, where also maybe the body's carrying heat, or it's maybe it's stagnated here, or there's dampness out here. Like, what's the pathology? And like between all those things, that's how I know how I can take, get this body into balance. And then you know everything kind of it's like putting a pin in a balloon. Honestly, mm-hmm. when people come in with when they're stressed, I just have to figure out where the stagnant pieces and parts are and put that in. And so, like for example, you know I was talking earlier about. How that liver chi tends to stagnate when people are stressed. So, mm-hmm. I've got people that don't sleep well, they're restless at night. Okay. And if I feel their pulse and it feels like a guitar string, we call that a wiry pulse that tells me there's a liver component to what's going on. I can look at their tongue if the sides are red. If I look under and there's some, the sublingual veins there are standing out and they're blue or, and emotionally people might say to me, I feel very frustrated and irritated and maybe even anger, which anger Mm -hmm. is the emotion of the liver. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can use that to try to like, okay, so this person's, like their emotional state is correlated to that liver cheese stagnation. So maybe I give, I do lip points to open that liver up, um, take down the stagnation. And then I give them a liver detox formula to kind of ch- just chill the whole body out. So they're just going to feel more relaxed and calm. Mm. Right. And then maybe I say, like, are you doing any exercise? And they're like, no, you know, I'm so busy. I'm like, well, all your chi is still stagnating. Like, you know, for these type A people, like, running on a, you know, going for a, a good, vigorous walk or getting on a treadmill for half an hour can burn off all that stagnant chi. Mm-hmm. So that would be a very good thing for those type of people to do. And then we clear mm-hmm. the liver out and then the body chills out and can get into a more relaxed state at night. So um for depression, um, so like lungs relate to sadness and grief. Mm. Okay, so you know you if you are if you know and I feel their pulses in the lung and she is weak. You know, and then they tell me, oh, you know, they lost somebody recently. You know, you know, so those might direct the points that I do right. Mm. And then I can also strengthen with some herbs. But um, in my practice, since I have a naturopathic background, Mm -hmm. um, on the emotional side, there are some supplements, um, non-herbal supplements that can help people in that way, like some 5-HTP can be really good, or some GABA could be really supportive, as long as they're not already on like a SSRI or some kind of antidepressant. We can do some things naturally in that way, Mm -hmm. just to try to help support the physical until we can get everything feeling better and and, and lift them. Up. So
0: I love yeah. that. I think I love that you bring both of those into this and like your background is in all of it because I think it gives a really holistic picture. And I find it so fascinating that organs are related to different emotions. I've never really (laughs) kind of put that piece together. um, But I think that that's so fascinating because I'm like, hmm, that makes sense thinking about some of the work that we've done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The other piece, I think, you know, acupuncture is so amazing. And I think that one of the biggest pieces, obviously, that we worked on specifically for me was the allergy elimination for Mm -hmm. NAET. And I think that I would love to really understand a little bit more. You could give us a picture of how NAET, like what the process looks like for people that are interested, as well as how it really works. Because I think for me, I got really felt. I felt really defeated with Western medicine for food allergies, especially to the point where I had anaphylactic allergies because they tell you you can't outgrow them, and you know all these different things. So I, I would love to hear. How NAET works and what it looks like in the process.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's start with how the founder fell into this. Okay. So NAET, um, you heard Caitlin say, it stands for Nambudapad's Allergy Elimination Techniques. Um, so the founder, Dr. Debbie Nambudipad, now it's 40 years now ago that this all happened, but she's originally from India. And when she came to the United States at that time, she, in her adult years, she had such bad allergies that she could only eat broccoli and rice without having an allergic response. So pretty limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, she ate other foods, but it was always having um, allergy reactions. And so she did find her way to medical school. She did go to medical school. I don't know that she got ever got licensed because I think somewhere along the way, she decided to go a more holistic route went to acupuncture school, got licensed. went to chiropractic school, got a license, and got a PhD in acupuncture. Mm. These things are pertinent because what had happened during that schooling, and I'm not exactly sure when all this happened, because she makes it, she doesn't have a lot of this information out on the web, so it's hard Mm -hmm. to know, but she had a horrible reaction to a carrot one time. She Mm. decided to go get some acupuncture. So they did some needles. I'm going to guess they must have done some on her back. She fell asleep with the carrot still in her hand during that treatment. Like oftentimes patients fall asleep on the table. They're so relaxed. It happens quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Later on, she discovered she didn't react to that carrot anymore. Mm. So I can only imagine the trial and error she must have went through to try to figure out what happened during that acupuncture treatment that changed her body's response to the carrot. So now now the fact that she was a chiropractor and an acupuncturist, I think those two modalities sort of came into play here. So what she figured out was if you do tapping, and I just use my hands when I do the treatment, when you tap down the spine while somebody holds something that they're allergic to, you can reset the brain and the nervous system's response to that item. Now, if you remember, she fell asleep with the carrot in her hand during the treatment. So this is why when we do the NET treatments, we have the patient hold what we're treating in their hand. Now, um, she did tell us the last time I met with her this summer that in the beginnings of their treatments, they would have a whole like racks of actual food items okay (laughs) to use as the treatments like the eggs and you know the grains or whatever it was Um, nowadays we use vials of alcohol and water just that are imprinted with the egg or the carrot or grain Um, but when my when the patient holds that item in their hand um, as an energy body your whole body starts to respond if you're allergic inflammation starts to happen okay Now, remember, we had all those energy pathways running through your body, those meridians. One or many of those meridians will become inflamed. And when you have inflammation, she and blood aren't flowing, the body's going to be kind of deflate, okay? Hmm. So, (laughs) um, and depending on which meridians are affected, symptomology happens, you know, some people it's lungs, they can't breathe, you know, asthma kind of thing. Other people, it's gut problems. Other people, their skin, or maybe they get a headache. So what she figured out was when i so i when i start the treatments i have people hold something in their hand that we treat and we do muscle testing kinesiology so it it kind of freaks people out a little bit because like i don't have magic powers but it seems like i do Mm -hmm. i have them hold their arm out and just by flipping my yin and yang sides of my hand i can make the arm it's going to stay strong on the inside and go weak here so i have a yes and no response If they're holding something that they're allergic to, the muscle test goes weak. Hmm. So, So we determine what they're allergic to. I can then go and do this tapping down their spine with, along with some breathing. And the best that she can explain is it resets the brain and the nervous system's response to that allergen. And, you know, when you look at the spine, if you've ever been in a chiropractor's office, you see all the nerves Mm-hmm. run through the spine and actually um, go to all your internal organs. And then that goes back up to the brain, right up through your spinal column. So you're talking to all the organs and to the brain and to the nervous system to say, hey, chill out, don't react to this anymore. So after I do the back treatment with the tabby and then I do the muscle test while they're holding that vial. Now their arm is strong. There's no inflammation. Everything is clear. The body's okay with this energetically. I have the patient hold that in their hand, lie down, and I do acupuncture needles, probably about eight needles for 20 minutes, check to make sure it's good. I send them home and they avoid what I treat them for for 25 hours. Reasons 25 is there are 12 major meridians. So there's the liver, like lungs, stomach, kidney, et cetera. Um, they're always working, of course, but there's two hours of every 24 hour period where um they have the strongest like liver is the strongest between 1 and 3 a.m so if you're waking up between 1 and 3 a.m that's another clue to me that you've got some liver stagnation wow um so if you can get through that whole 24 hours and we put 25 just because we never run the exact hour but if you avoid that that like an egg for that time your body doesn't react it then remembers and it won't react again Person comes back in the office, we check, we make sure they're still strong energetically and we move on to the next thing. Mm. So, so how, I, I love
0: that. I think like as I'm sitting here, like understanding kind of how this really works, it's just fascinating to know really how powerful your body is and that you can tell it to calm down and to, you know, your immune system not to react and cause that inflammation. And I would love to know too how, I know with NAET there's kind of the traditional ones that you start with and I would love to hear more about why that is and how many there are. Yes,
1: yeah, so we we typically start with with foods, um, you know, especially if people come in and tell me, you know, yeah, I have hay fever, but then I, upon further investigation, they tell me, well, but I have post nasal drip most days. It's like, okay, well, that's my first clue that there's food allergies because, you know, it's winter and they still have a post nasal drip going mm-hmm. on. Um, but so if you're having some pretty severe symptoms, um, uh, with, with hay fever, um, then you likely do have other allergies. You're just not aware of them. And honestly, when people do blood tests, um, the sensitivities aren't really going to show up on those blo- in that blood work. Um, it it'll show the really strong ones, and then they'll typically help, tell people to stay away from them. But there's all kinds of underlying ones that won't show up. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of how, why we how how starting with food can work. Um, even if like I had this woman, she was retired, big golfer. All right. And she'd go out on the golf course and just be a dribbly must. She just mm. was so tired of it. Her antihistapines weren't working anymore, you know? And so she came in and I said, well, we can, we can get there because I do have vials for grass mix, pollen mix, weed mix, flour mix, mold, all that. But I said, we're going to have to start with the foods. And so there's 17 basic food groups. Um, I'll give you uh, the egg mix, calcium mix, vitamin C mix, B-complex mix, iron mix, salt mix, mineral mix, (laughs) grain mix, salt, uh, yeast mix, acids, base, organs, vitamin K mix. So I said, we got to start there. So we started working through those. And by the time, before we even finished those basic 17, her nose was already not dribbling on the golf course. And so Mm -hmm. what this did was, I mean, think about it. She's got all these food allergies and the hay fever. It's like there's like a whole set of things. Every time I treat a set of things, like maybe grain mix, for example, which has all the grains, seeds, and corn in it, by take that away from her body reacting anymore, it's the immune system starts to get stronger, okay? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have as much to deal with anymore, right? So little by little she got stronger 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 and now that those weeds and grasses weren't so so bad. Mm-hmm. I still treated her for them, you know, and then after she got through that, then she sent her husband in.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> for his allergies.
0: So. I think that's fascinating and I and I think that's kind of how you had explained it to me a long time ago of that I really understood is there's so many things that your body creates inflammation around that's responding and reacting to. So, you know, for me having an anaphylactic reaction to tree nuts, uh, my body was reacting to so many other things that were then, like when I was putting that one that was having an even more significant and severe reaction. Um, So I just find it amazing because I feel like even through my personal journey um, with NAET, I noticed so many differences I mean, before we even got anywhere near treating nuts, it was just incredible to see um, emotionally and physically, like all these different changes with energy level and all that. So I, I just love that you share how that really is impactful and why you do start there.
1: Well, if, you, if I remember right, you had a accidental exposure to a walnut mm-hmm. during the basics, and you didn't go into anaphylaxis. I so. did not. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. It was. Yeah. For
0: um, our listeners, I did. So I had an anaphylactic reaction where I did have to use my EpiPen, go to the hospital, all of that with just having a walnut touch food that I ingested. After doing the basics with um, NAET or during that, I found a walnut in in my food that I was eating and I had a very minor reaction. I took Benadryl and was fine. So that's what I was saying of like, it was incredible to see. and how long does this process generally like take for somebody?
1: Well, we generally recommend, so so I, as, as you might remember, we had 17 basics. So mm-hmm. most people come once once a week for a eight treatment. It's a half hour um, in my clinic. Um, you know, if they're younger, if they're really like, I want to get through this. We can maybe come twice a week, um, but you want the body t- to take some time to adjust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's one vial, but I, I remind people like there's a lot in each vial. So it's not just one thing that we're treating, you mm-hmm. know, so it doesn't seem like, Oh, it's just this little thing. Um, you know, and then after that, everybody's journey's uh unique because, uh, you know, I, I try. I set a goal with people like, what are we trying to solve here? Mm-hmm. You know, for Caitlin was like, I, I don't want to have anaphylaxis. Mm-hmm. Tonight. I don't have to be so worried in the world. But for some people like this woman, you know, the golfer, I want I don't want to be sniveling on the golf course, you know, or I don't want any gut issues. You know, I just know I react to foods and like, like getting like healthy, uneventful digestion, you know, or mm-hmm. eczema. Um, you know, I think eczema is really a, something that I don't think, um, Western medicine can, they can give you topicals, but aside from that, that they don't really do much. I went through my own journey there from the time I was a child. And what I found out in my journey was that like cleaning my body out was part of reducing my eczema, but the other part didn't get resolved until I started in AET, And that's in the beginning, I honestly, when I got trained in it, I, kind of was i came home and went oh my god how am i gonna charge people money for this (laughs) (laughs) pushing their arm up and down (laughs) but but i had some eczema on my two fingers that just wouldn't go away i I did all this other stuff and got rid of my hay fever and everything else eczema and i was just like oh what's what is this and it ended up being vitamin c vitamin c was the fourth file in the series i just got to tell this because this was so profound for me so Mm -hmm. I tested on this biofeedback machine that I have and it showed that vitamin C was my my worst one. I'm like, wow, okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Dr. Debbie says, you must treat yourself for all the basics. You're going to be touching these vials. I'm like, cool, cool. Best friend at the time, he was my guinea pig actually, because he had <laughs> so many allergies. So it was great using him, but he, I could tell him what to do. You know, it's not rocket science. Tap me here. Mm-hmm. Well, before I treated the vitamin C I had, I was cutting up some fruit for birthday party, and I remembered. I'm like, you know, when I was a little kid, and I would bite into like an apple, it would burn the sides of my mouth. Okay, mm. I couldn't eat oranges because it was like an explosion going off. So, like for years, I never ate oranges because of that. So here I am cutting up this fruit, and the juice is getting on my hands, and my eczema flared. It got red, hot, it erupted, and I went, "Oh my god, it's the." C, right? It took two treatments, but within days it cleared. And that was back in 2010 when I did that. Wow. It's, I mean, it's never come back.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So, you know, that two things, you know, like a Nate works B mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, when I'm treating eczema people, I need to clear their body out of stuff toxins Mm -hmm. candida whatever but i also need to look at the allergy component it's usually you know some amount of both in order to clear eczema for people
0: Mm. that is fascinating too and and yeah i know we're getting tight on time but i wanted to share um with my listeners too um nate does work so i went through the entire process with darlene to do um allergy elimination for my nut allergies and other weird ones along the way. Um, but I did get tested by an allergist, um, recently after completing Nate and my process was long because anaphylaxis and you know journeys in life and all different things um but i was anaphylactic to walnuts and almonds i was not allergic to almonds at all i had no reaction um when the allergist tested me and walnuts i did have a minor reaction but it was smaller and it was similar compared to a couple other nuts so Um, I definitely reached my goals. And again, my goal was not to be anaphylactic and to kind of have that fear taken out of my life. Um, And it works. So that is one thing of like, I really wanted to have Darlene on to talk about how powerful this is, give people another option for allergy work. um, Because it is debilitating in life, especially if it's something that's you know either annoying every single day, like the runny nose, like you were talking about, or something about an anaphylactic reaction to something. It's scary. So, um, this is something I'm truly passionate about. And Darlene, thank you so much for sharing all about acupuncture and Nate.
1: Oh, you! thank you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Um, <laughs> Way to go. You had to have all that commitment too. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a
0: long time, but you know what? It was yeah. worth it because it, it's, you know, committing to your own health and your own journey, which is what obviously holistic health is all about. So, absolutely. Um, for our listeners, I am I appreciate you spending your time here. I know your time is valuable. I am going to put all of Darlene's information in the episode notes so that you can reach out to her, see her for Nate if you're interested or acupuncture. Um, and again, Darlene, thank you so much for your time tonight. Oh,
1: thank you. Have a good night.
0: <laughs> thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.